Hello and welcome to Healthline 3, I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Dr. Amanda Williams with Women's Health Specialist in Bossier. And that's part of Willis Nelson Health System, of course. And we're going to be talking all about prenatal care. So we'll be taking your calls throughout the show. As a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned down all the way before making your call so we can hear you. And the number to call, again, is 318-219-4569. And you'll see it throughout the bottom of your screen later in the show. Thank you again for being here, Dr. Williams. Thank you, Terry. Thanks it's really, oh, sure, it's our pleasure. So it's really nice to talk about prenatal care. Let's remind everybody what that really encompasses and when to start it. Okay. Prenatal care is the care that a woman receives from confirmation of pregnancy up until delivery. Uh, typically, ladies will have a confirmation visit either with their primary care doctor or with us, depending upon if they'd already established care with us just for wellness care. Um, and so we typically will do that between six and eight weeks just because that's when most people realize they're <laughs> pregnant because they have a missed period. So ladies will come in for a confirmation visit and then typically we begin technically prenatal care at about 10 weeks. Um, and the reason that we usually do 10 weeks is that usually is far enough along that you can see a baby on ultrasound and you once you see a heartbeat, your risk of miscarriage decreases significantly. So then prenatal care extends all the way until delivery, uh, usually of a, or hopefully of a healthy baby, boy or girl. Um, and so typically we see patients throughout the entirety of their pregnancy, uh, routine office visits. They're usually scheduled on just a standing schedule. Those visits are designed to be kind of like preventative care for the pregnant woman. So these are not necessarily problem visits. These are just check up and check on you and the baby. Um, and that allows us quite a few opportunities. It allows us to test for common or not even, not even common, but worrisome things that can develop throughout the pregnancy. But it also allows us time to counsel and educate patients on things to expect and what will happen when it's time to have a baby and to give them peace of mind about things that might concern or worry them. It also allows us time to develop that relationship so that when it comes time to have the happiest day, that it's, it's a relationship that's already kind of based in trust and mutual respect. It's such a wonderful thing that you, that the relationship that you talked about that, because that's another thing that really comes out of this prenatal care. Absolutely. And and it's so nice to know that you have this, this relationship, because no matter what, you are hearing things out there, and people are saying things, or you're, you know, people mean well, or they're interested, and you're hearing all kinds of information. It's nice to just take it and hear it and consider it, but to be able to just talk to, go for that prenatal care and really take it all to the doctor and the Absolutely. team, the team of people that are taking care of because nurse practitioners are very important and because you have such a team uh, let's talk about the importance of everyone that's caring for for this mom and her baby so in my in my um, opinion your care begins when you check in at the front desk uh, we have a family type environment at our clinic um, Basically, from the moment you check in until the moment you check out, you're gonna see a smiling face. My nurse, my nurse practitioner, my nurse practitioner's nurse, our ultrasound provider, everyone is like a family. Um, 
everybody gets invested in our patients and their outcomes and their babies. It, it's one of those things that once ladies do deliver, we encourage them to bring the baby back for their postpartum visit, which is the visit immediately following delivery. Uh, and we encourage them to bring the babies because at delivery, I'm the only one who's getting to see the baby. And again, our whole team is invested in this patient. And so not I'm not the only one providing care. Uh, my nurse is able to answer a lot of questions. Uh, our ultrasound uh, person is able to answer a lot of questions. And so again, it's just that team relationship our, that our patients are brought into and they become part of the family. It is such a family. And like you said, you're that, you're that first person. You're the person that catches that baby, <laughs> that has that baby, you know, in your hands and shares that powerful moment yes. that when that baby, whether it's you know, C-section, whether no matter what, you're the first one that's bringing that baby into the world. So to have that relationship with this person and, or the team, because mm -hmm. all of a sudden you might not be available at the time, but a doctor or someone that mm -hmm. we already know is going to be there. That right. doctor who helps you through this whole time. And you know, back in the day, prenatal care wasn't really all that available. It really wasn't the right. importance, I don't think was. It was like you only had an ultrasound if they thought something needed to be paid attention to. If you were growing faster, the measurements weren't quite matching up with the months or whatever you kind of did that now it really is lovely and I think the thing to enforce probably is that you're not looking for something wrong every time the checkup you're confirming that everything is going well very well put very yeah. well put so routinely most insurance companies cover two ultrasounds across the board and that is for dating to confirm how far along the patient is at the very beginning of the pregnancy and then an anatomy scan which is when we look at the heart the brain the kidneys make sure everything's developing appropriately, make sure baby's growing appropriately. Um, those are the two that are routinely performed in every pregnancy. Uh, usually the dating scan, again, around that 10-week mark, and then the ultrasound for anatomy is around 20 weeks. Now, with that being said, ultrasound is another tool that we use that we can incorporate with any prenatal visit if we do have any concerns or the patient has any concerns. So there are a series of questions that we ask at every prenatal visit. There are a series of tests that we do. There are measurements, heartbeat, um, and anything that could elicit concern in the patient is a reason to get an ultrasound to confirm again that everything is right for the patient's peace of mind. Yeah, and I really believe that that's, in talking to you, I know that that's the attitude and that's the way that you and your whole team goes forward. Yes, it's like, no, we're not gonna go and think, we think there might be some concern. We're gonna go in and confirm that everything's good. Yes, ma'am. And then to further that, I know that when, is it, is it, it's gotta be pretty amazing too now that the conversation goes further. If you do go in and you find there is a concern, you do find something, the conversation doesn't stop there. There are so many things that you can do going forward. There's there's hope and treatment with anything that might be considered abnormal Absolutely. or something that might not be going the way you thought it would. The conversation just starts there with, okay, what's next? Right. It's not like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, it's not, it's, wow, there's so much you can do. I know last time I was on, Terry, we talked about genetic testing. Yeah. And that's the perfect example of that. Some of the testing that we do at our prenatal visits is called recessive carrier screening. And if we detect that a mom carries a recessive gene, then we're able to test dad. The benefit of doing that is there are so many of these recessive 
illnesses that are treatable immediately after birth if you know there's the potential for them. Same thing with non-invasive perinatal testing or cell-free DNA testing. If you detect that there is an abnormality, you can make sure that baby's taken care of appropriately after delivery and be prepared for how to care for and what might, what might come next. Again, it's not, our goal is never to deliver bad news, it's to deliver what do we do in this circumstance to give you the best outcome for you and your baby. And how comforting to have a medical team mm -hmm. um, with or without, if you do have the family support, whether you do or you don't, you still have this and this Absolutely. is your family and you have this. Absolutely. And if something is happening and growing a little abnormally, you find that there's a condition that your baby's going to have, it's to help to have someone help that mother find the joy in there's nothing wrong right or wrong with how my baby's forming this is still my baby and this is going to be great and i'm going to find the joy in my baby and how my baby's forming absolutely and a lot of times you don't have that what a gift in this prenatal care mm -hmm. to have that mm -hmm. so and so so there's an ultrasound person so let's walk us through so okay i'm at home i'm a, i'm a mom first time mom i just tested positive i'm so excited so i probably took four more tests just <laughs> to be sure yeah and so you know whether i'm on my own or there you know my partner walks in i get to say or whatever i get to say you know whatever whether i share the news it still needs to be confirmed by a doctor sure. i still want to know that so i call you i come in what happens on that first you know, oh, so you come in to get tested, but then the prenatal, if I want to just kind of make an appointment to get tested to make sure I'm pregnant, that isn't necessarily the first visit prenatal, then I come back at the 10 week point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can actually get a confirmation at our office or at your primary care doctor's office, so like family practice or internal medicine. Um, you can actually have confirmation from one of those offices, but a lot of times ladies, I mean, so often ladies come in doubting their ability to read a pregnancy test and it's just because they're excited and they're nervous and and they just want to hear that yes in <laughs> fact you are pregnant yes. and again that puts them over the moon for the most part and we're able to even sometimes do an ultrasound then to help us to determine how far along patients are we begin to see changes on ultrasound almost immediately, but you may not see a baby until close to six weeks. Uh, and again, a heartbeat about that same time. So at that time, it looks literally like a rice grain. <laughs> um, and so a lot of times people are a little bit unsure if that's normal, but I would actually want everyone to know that is very normal to, to see a little rice grain at about five to six weeks. Um, but the, that period of development between six and 10 weeks is very rapid. At, at 10 weeks, you can discern a head, a heart, and a body. Uh, and so at that six to eight week visit, when ladies come in for confirmation, they come in, we do a urine pregnancy test to, again, give them that peace of mind that they did know how to read the pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. And then usually, again, based on how far along we think they are, we'll do an ultrasound. If we don't see as expected on ultrasound, then we're able to do some blood tests to, to see if maybe they're just not as far along as we thought. Um, based on that blood test or the ultrasound, then that's when we know when to schedule our first prenatal visit. Again, at our office, we typically do uh, around 10 weeks. Um, and then they'll come back at that 10-week visit and we do uh, routine prenatal care is always gonna involve a urine specimen. Um, and blood pressures, weight, uh, that kind of thing. The reason we're checking urine is because there are a lot of things that 
can be that can show up on a urine specimen that people typically think of as normal pregnancy symptoms. Urinary frequency is a normal pregnancy symptoms, but it also can be a sign of a urinary tract infection. And so sometimes ladies don't realize they have a UTI because they think this is a normal symptom of their pregnancy. At the same time, we're also checking for kidney function um, and we're checking for sugar in the urine as well as dehydration, especially early in pregnancy when ladies are dealing with nausea and vomiting, which is a common complaint early in pregnancy. They may have signs of dehydration in their urine. So that's what we're testing for each time. Then we also check blood pressure to make sure that's normal or within normal range and then weight to make sure that we're gaining the appropriate amount of weight during pregnancy. And that begins at our very first visit. And so that'll carry through till the end. Um, and then also at that first prenatal visit, we draw a panel of labs. It's a lot. It can sometimes <laughs> be quite a few tubes. Uh, and what we're checking for there are any signs of infection, anemia, blood type, because all of those things can affect us moving forward in pregnancy. Um, and typically at the beginning of pregnancy, we see ladies about once a month, about every four weeks. Uh, and that's because this is just, again, checking for anything that could be detected that may be asymptomatic or patients might not have symptoms for. Although our routine visits are about every four weeks, if a mom is having a problem, that's what, the other thing we're there for. They can always call and come in for a problem visit that's outside of the normal prenatal care. Um, as we progress through the pregnancy, those visits get closer together because, I mean, your risks of some of the uh, problems that come in pregnancy, preeclampsia and things like that, can become more frequent diagnosed as you get closer to the end of pregnancy. Right, and that preeclampsia is the fluid buildup and the thing that can be really dangerous. Elevated blood yeah. pressures yeah. and uh, sometimes it can affect baby's growth. Mm -hmm. So those are reasons that we have people come in closer together visits as they progress through pregnancies because a lot of times even if a lady is developing preeclampsia, she may not have any symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm hearing everything that you're saying is just so helpful. And it reminds me that to keep in mind, and tell me if, if, if this is, is off base, but you're coming in and we think prenatal is all about the baby. It really is the mom, because we don't realize you're watching everything about the mom because if you just get something uh, and it's just you and you're not pregnant, you get this and it needs to be treated. But even more now, you need to be treated because everything that happens to you now is affecting your baby. Yeah, so it's actually about it's both. Taking care I mean, of, yeah. it's about mom and baby. Yeah. Um, early in pregnancy, it, it is potentially more about mom because mm -hmm. a baby is not uh, at any risk of like growth restriction super early in pregnancy, yeah. but mom can develop high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, hyperemesis, especially early in pregnancy, that's severe nausea and vomiting of pregnancy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it, it's our, uh, I, I always tell patients, our goal is ultimately a healthy mom and a healthy baby, because if you don't have a healthy mom, you can't have a healthy baby. Right, and that's something to really keep in mind to go for all of that and just really talk to you and take advantage of everything mm -hmm. that's available. Um, so, and it's remarkable too, we think about how fast this baby forms. It only has nine months. 
to make a whole human in there. So yeah, that's a right. lot is going going on. And so talk about our. So it, first of all, if we don't have a primary doctor, let's just get to that really quickly. If someone's watching and they want to confirm a pregnancy, you can even go to emergency care. You can go mm -hmm. to any facility mm -hmm. if you don't have anywhere to go to confirm a pregnancy. And there are also a lot of area crisis pregnancy centers and people think that that automatically means that people are unhappy with the pregnancy if they go to a crisis center absolutely not they those centers can offer so much help advice financial support sometimes even um, maybe not financial but physical support in the in the form of uh, baby care items and things like that. Yes. They offer prenatal care, I mean not prenatal care, but uh, prenatal classes where they can talk about some of the risks that can happen in pregnancy, but also parenting classes. So I do think our pr crisis pregnancy centers in the area, we have some really good ones, um, can can provide a lot of added benefit. It is not a replacement for the care that you would receive through your OBGYN or your midwife or uh, whatever venue of prenatal care you choose. Uh, it's an adjuvant, so it, it is designed to come alongside us um, and help with that care. I so. think it's a really good time, yeah, to bring that up. You and I have talked about that, just, just Terry, Dr. Williams talking off camera about how important it is to combine things. Absolutely. Um, your, your, your beliefs, your treatments, your everything, nothing has to replace the other one. Exactly. Go ahead and just pursue everything you can, soak up everything you can that's out there mm -hmm. with your medical care. It's mm -hmm. all available to you. And we mm -hmm. look at the things, the gifts of the things that are available to us. Mm -hmm. um, don't worry about judging or comparing anything. If this center can offer you parenting or, or things that we need, because we're not all in the same situation. We might be a young mother on her own has no idea where to start. Right. We might be an older mom on her own or with family. We might be a, you know someone who you would think could take for granted that we know, but we don't. Right. And we need to go and take advantage of everything that's offered. So just, and you know, and sometimes we'll have, uh, and speak to those who we do test positive pregnancy and it might not be the best news. Right. It, might not be, it might be a surprise to us. Or it might be something that takes us back a little bit because it is about to affect our whole life. And so what do you say to, to those? Um, well, my, my thought, my, I guess my counseling there is that surprises can certainly occur and they happen, but there are people that will be in your life to support you. Uh, and they may not be your traditional support system that you think of. Right. It may not be those older family members or older friends, but there are programs in place and there are options available to help with um, education and uh, financial assistance and even uh, you know, physical support systems. Right. So um, I would encourage anybody who's in that circumstance or situation with an unplanned or unexpected pregnancy to reach out to a local crisis pregnancy center because I really do think they're great options and can provide a lot of good information. Yeah, which is exactly why I wanted to just ask that briefly mm -hmm. with you because I just, I love the, the comfort and the and the support that you give to yes. just think about there's everything, there's all walks of life. Right. And you, you never know and whether That's it's right. planned or unplanned those babies are you know they're being born and and it's just, just life goes on and we do the best we can yeah. with everything medically so prenatal care so you're not the one that there's a technician that's there actually doing the ultrasound and that yes, first visit 
Yes, okay, so, um, and then they find the baby. What joy is that? Do you still just get that, that first visit when you walk in and you walk in and talk to that patient and that patient has just seen their baby, heard the heartbeat? Is it still just amazing to you? Absolutely, <laughs> every time, every time. It's, it's a miracle and uh, same thing with births. I mean, no matter if it's my my very, I still remember my very first uh, birth that I attended. I was a med. Uh, I think I was still in high school. Actually, it's kind of what led me down this path, um, and uh, and it's still just as miraculous every single delivery that I attend. Yeah. So sometimes they're more stressful than others, and sometimes they're more emotional with uh, family members, but it's always a miracle. Always a miracle. It's Let's miracle. talk about that first time with you, because we talk about doctors okay. and like when you decided, you know, you're in medical school and first when you start out, you're really not. You may have in your mind what you're going to do, but you learn everything first, right? And then yeah. you kind of go into Absolutely. your specialty. Yeah. And so was that the moment, like were you just going to different, different kind of modalities and different areas of medicine, but something about that attending made you decide that? So. I was actually a freshman in high school, the first birth I ever was. Oh. I participated in an Area Health Education Centers program, or AHEC program, mm -hmm. uh, in, my, in my hometown uh, when I was a freshman in high school. And the very first birth that I was present in, it was just the most miraculous thing. I would guess, what, I was 14, I guess, at that wow. time, because I was a freshman, so uh -huh. about 14. Um, I knew I wanted to do medicine, but I didn't know what field at all. So uh, fast forward into medical school, we did our rotations. Luckily for me, OB was my next to last rotation because once I did it, I knew that's what I wanted to do. But because it was my next to last rotation, I had an open mind moving forward through medical school. And I'm, and I'm very grateful for that because, you know, there's no reason I would ever have any doubts at this point because I had already rotated through everything. Um, and once I did my OB rotation, I just, I loved the combination of obstetrics and gynecology. I loved, you know, providing office care, surgical care, delivery. Um, it's just a great combination for my personality and what I love and what I enjoy. So um, it, it just, once I did that rotation in medical school, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And that's third year of med school that you make those rotations. Um, and then just moving forward, you choose electives in your fourth year that propel you into that field. So, and then we do a four year residency. Uh, some people go on to do a fellowship if they want to subspecialize like into high risk obstetrics or uh, reproductive endocrinology or oncology. Uh, that requires an additional fellowship, but so, but the residency itself is four years. You spend that amount of time learning and then subsequently teaching as an upper level. You learn way more teaching than <laughs> learning. True. Uh, just because, you know, I mean, it, to teach it, you really have to know it. So yeah. it, it's a very, um, it's a long process, but it, looking back, it's a very, very, a lot of very fond memories, so. And when you're doing what you love, it's, it's okay. It's Absolutely. all good. And you're still constantly learning. Absolutely, yeah. every day. I mm -hmm. think a day that you don't learn something new is a potential wasted day. Yeah. So, of some sort. Mm -hmm. And at 14, mm -hmm. witnessing a birth, mm -hmm. I mean, so had you had anything before that, like being around pregnant people in your family, in your life or whatever, was it, was this just yeah. All new? That was all new. Wow. All new to me. My uh, my cousins are all about my age, so I mean, I had not ever 
been around a lot of pregnant women. Um, going into AHEC, I really had no clue what I wanted to do. It just was one of the rotations, and it was eye-opening, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, you know, I enjoyed all my other rotations, and even at that point, I didn't know for sure that that's what I thought it was a miracle and it was amazing, but I didn't know for sure that that's what I would end up doing. Mm -hmm. For the rest of my career and here you are and here i am <laughs> and three children of your own three so children of my you own. know exactly yeah. what you're talking about in there <laughs> so how well i know what my <laughs> my experiences were like but i think that's also important to know that everybody doesn't have the same history and same basis of experience and we're all such products of our past experiences so i think it's important to remember that too yeah i do and I, i'm so glad you brought that up because i think that's we talk about all the time that no matter what you're hearing, no matter what generally happens in the birth, it's still very individual. Absolutely. It's your pregnancy, Absolutely. it's your baby, your birth. Yep. And so to, don't worry about comparing or anything. Generally, yes, this is how it happens, this is how it works. But I, I, I can hear it, I, it's just that focus when you walk into your office with your team that you're gonna say, nope, nothing else matters right now, but you Absolutely. and how you feel and what's going on. Absolutely. So how often throughout a, a pregnancy is it typical to have ultrasounds? How often can we expect that'll happen? So typically it's at the 10, at your new OB visit and then at about 20 weeks. But part of what we're checking each time, we ask about fetal movement, make sure the baby's moving appropriately. Um, and if there's ever any concern about that, that can sometimes prompt us to get an ultrasound. Uh, we also measure what's called the fundal height, and that is from the pubic bone to the top of the uterus. And we expect it to be around the same number of centimeters as you are in weeks. And that's one of the tools that we use to make sure baby's growing appropriately. And if it doesn't semi-match up, I mean, we give a little bit of margin, um, but if it doesn't match up closely, then that's uh, something that prompts us to get an ultrasound for growth or for fluid, because the fluid around the baby can affect that measurement too. So we're always looking for a reason to get an ultrasound, but typically you're guaranteed at least two. Okay, and a lot of times, and the measuring is like to just to make sure because you give the due date mm -hmm. based on mm -hmm. last period and mm -hmm. all that. Is that what's the calculation? Is that measurement too always or or, or, or the what's okay, the guess? Okay, so you're going you to stop me now. Exactly. I don't remember the clinical formula <laughs> or the guess. It's terrible. I know, um, but uh, basically it is calculated. It's 40 <laughs> weeks from your last menstrual period. I right. think it's 270 days. I think. Um, but if you think about it, you actually ovulated two weeks after your last period. So it, a lot of times that stumps people. They don't understand how we can count it from your last period when you weren't pregnant then. Um, but before all the technology that we have now, that's all we had yeah. to go off of yeah. was your last menstrual cycle. Well, now that we have all the technology that we do have in place and we do that early ultrasound, we know that in the first trimester, all babies grow about the same. Mm -hmm. So genetics begin to play a part later in the pregnancy, uh, but at the very beginning, all babies should measure within set five to seven days, just depending on how far along they are, from the, the age based on last menstrual period. So every once in a while, we will change a due date based on that very first ultrasound. But if you think about it, we can't change our age based on how big or small we are, right? So mm -hmm. if I might be motivated to finally lose these last 20 pounds, <laughs> if I could 
also take some years off my life. <laughs> By that, I mean the younger, uh, not the other way. Yeah. Uh, but same thing with babies. Mm -hmm. So babies' age don't change based on size. Right. But we use those future ultrasounds just to compare baby to how old we know baby is to determine how baby's growing. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it makes okay. perfect sense. Yeah, okay. really good. So those future ultrasounds, we won't rechange the due date. That's mm -hmm. only gonna potentially change with that first ultrasound. But we can use that as kind of a marker to know where we're at on growth um, to determine if baby's growing appropriately, if baby's big, small, uh, or just right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it might be like, oh, maybe there's twins. If it's growing bigger, it's the twins or if that baby's just growing. Because I know my baby, my baby weighed over 11 pounds. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so it was like, but back in the day, it was like, ah, you're just, just a big old girl, you're good. You know, and I was healthy and I was swimming and walking and I was doing everything I could to just take the care of me. But, you know, they just didn't know. So you measure and it's a good sign of, you know, what's going on, is baby Absolutely. healthy, all that. Absolutely. So what else, do, what is something else that we'd like to just leave our viewers with today to talk about? Well, I think probably the most important thing is my, my most important take home that I want all my patients to know and all potential patients or, or even just all women in general to know is that prenatal care is not textbook. It is individualized. It is, there are certain things that we have to do. There are certain things we have to check, certain things we need to know, but ultimately our goal is to give our patients the best care with the best outcome, healthy mom, healthy baby, personalized to what they need. Just delightfully said. Thank you so much You're for answering welcome. my Terry questions. Let us just go all over yes, the gamut and answer all these questions for prenatal care. It's so yes, important. Um, do you want to give your office phone number real quick? Sure. Our office number is 318-212-7973. And we are at Willis Knight and Bossier in the Medical Office Building, Suite 400. Okay. Such a delight. Thank you again so much. Can't wait to talk to you again. Yes, and um, happy babies, yes, happy sweet. everything. Thanks so much. Thank you, Terry. Everyone, thank you so much for walking Health Like 3 today. We'll see you next time. Have a good afternoon.